Monday, October 9th. Good morning, 49ers fans. This is your 49ers wake up brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods, Damon Bruce and Larry Kruger after a resounding everyone in the football world's full attention is being paid to what the 49ers did to the Dallas Cowboys. Larry, a dismantling. I know you and I both feel a little dismantled right now. You were at the stadium to about one o'clock in the morning. Uh, You look no worse for wear, brother. What a (laughs) night for the Niners last night. How are you, pal? Oh, man, I'm so fired up for the show today. And um, what can I say? I mean, that was... That was a tremendous performance all the way through. Brock Purdy was spectacular. Uh, The Niners, Christian McCaffrey was spectacular. Jordan Mason. How about Jordan Mason? Almost seven yards a carry. His 26-yard touchdown run may have kind of of shown even Kyle Shanahan uh, more than he even knew that he had in Jordan Mason. Then mix in George Kittle, the flea flicker, the defense fred warner fred warner i mean my god fred warner had maybe the greatest linebacking game i've seen in years eight tackles five solo sacked the quarterback tackle for a loss defended a pass hit the quarterback intercepted a pass absolutely amazing dre greenlaw um equally amazing and i mean to me damon the 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 play though that when i think of this game and I think of the Niners and what they have, all the momentum they have going right now. I'm going to be thinking of Kevin Givens, who, you know, had two tackles, also had a sack on the quarterback, but it was his fumble recovery on the hustle play, on the Pollard run, which just signifies where the Niners are as a team. I mean, Pollard, deep in his own territory, runs it out to like the 10-yard line. Warner pops the ball loose. And here's a three, you know, 290 pound defensive tackle, you know, hustling on the play and and scoops it up right before it goes out of bounds and the Niners get a turnover. Now, the Niners, of course, would fumble a couple of plays later and it didn't really amount to much. But to me, ultimately, that was just like the culture, you know, the revelation of the Niner culture is is givens in the hustle on that play and then i went in the locker room and i talked to oren burks i said to oren burks i'm like oren you're like a split personality because like in the locker room he's like oh shucks nice guy real nice. on the field the guy's a menace frisky the guy's a freaking menace <laughs> um and and uh, uh demetrius flanagan fouls was just i said to him about brock i'm like when did you know brock was brock and he's like training camp of last year when he was when he was cooking us on defense and we're looking around going who is this guy this guy is more than just a you know seventh round mr irrelevant so that was a long time ago and here we are damon the 9th of october 2023 and i think last night was the the national coming out party for brock purdy i think everybody sees now what 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 Flanagan fouls and the players saw long, long ago. And that is that the Niners have a better quarterback right now than they've had since Steve Young. And when you can mix in, they can score 30 and 40 regularly with this defense that holds you to 10 regularly. And you got to think that if the 49ers can stay healthy, they're, they got a ticket to they got a ticket for Vegas this year and and the Super Bowl. And it's just 
It's not putting the cart before the horse, and obviously a lot has to happen between now and then, but this is the best team in the league. 12 weeks and two playoff games stand between the 49ers and the Super Bowl. We're not even going to go down that road. I'm worried about Cleveland already, but we're not going to worry about what's coming up in the future. The whole point of you joining us here is to celebrate what happened, and there's plenty to celebrate last night. We start with just the facts here on the uh, Damon and Larry Palmetto Superfoods 49er Wake Up Day After Show, sweeping the Bay Area, the largest program emanating from the Bay Area, probably right now at this hour. So it's great to have everyone here. It really is. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, by the way, I do have the actual acai bowl to show Ooh. off. So- you know, you and I, when we went down, we got the mediums. Charles sent over the behemoth for us to, you know, to look at this thing. I mean, <laughs> you can that. put your head in this. It is delicious. It's out of the freezer. Uh, so, uh, you know, but if you see a little frost, it's only because it's out of the freezer, baby. But it is so good. It's au natural. That's the Asahi. That's Ooh. the dragon fruit. Coconutty goodness. And we'll tell you much more about these and where you can get them. And believe me, once you try them, you'll want more. But we start, Larry, with just the facts. That's kind of where we begin this show. It doesn't have much form to it. It's very free-flowing. But we begin every week with the Just the Facts segment. I'm going to present these to you. You stop when you want to talk about the facts that I'm presenting to you. Fact number one. Fact number one, the most important fact in the room. The 49ers 15 game winning streak is tied for the longest in franchise history. Now to tell you what that was, that's George Seifert's first two years. That's the Super Bowl season of 89 rolling into 90. Both of those, what, look at it this way. One of those years was 14 and two for the 49ers. The other one of those years was 14 and two for the 49ers. This is a team that is now being able to measure its success directly against the most golden, warm, and fuzzy memory you have about the 49ers. That's what they're doing. They're playing on a level of football right now that is the same level of football as the most glorified days in NFL history, which are you know, the middle of that 49er dynasty. Um, this is... Which, which I, I, I'll just jump in and say... The 49ers, Damon, have had it going in individual years since that point. 1994, they won the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl where you and I sat next to each other in New Orleans. Was that 2013 or 2012? The Beyonce Bowl. Right. Then they had the one year in 2019 with this regime, and, and but now they're back. They've had individual years where they've dabbled on being close to being back, but now they're back. Now they're literally back. It's not, this is not a a one-year thing or they're back. They've been in the NFC title game three of the last four years. They now have their quarterback. They have belief in their quarterback. Um, They've got the offense to match their defense. They're back. Look to that point. I never, Damon, I never thought they would get back. I really, I never thought they would get back to being truly on top of the football world. And that's where they're at right now. They're truly on top of the football world. Yeah. This is Montana rice, Rathman, Roger Craig, 
you know, what Taylor, Ronnie Lott, uh, we throw Kevin Fagan's name in there. He deserves to get a mention. Charles Haley, of course, Brent Jones, Michael, Matt Michael Carter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is, it, it's, it's a level of success that is walking hand in hand with the greatest run of dynastic football seen in this league outside of Cowboys triplets, Chuck Knoll Steelers, Tom Brady's Patriots. This is special. What we're looking at is special. Let's let's not let's not wait for the year to finish before we acknowledge what we're looking at is very special. Brock Purdy, just the facts here, Larry. Brock Purdy follows his career high completion percentage game with his career high touchdown passes game. He threw four last night, three to George Kittle. That is now George Kittle's new career high for touchdown receptions in any game. And Brock Purdy, now through 10 starts in his career, has the highest passer rating through the first 10 starts of a player's career in football history. That's who Brock Purdy is. That's why Trey Lance couldn't get the job, folks. That that's that that's why Jimmy Garoppolo became expendable real fast. Trey Lance is off to the best start any quarterback has ever had from a how you measure this with Not a passer rating. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yeah, you said Trey Lance is off to the best start. But yeah, oh. no, I, I know you meant Brock Purdy. I did. No, I mean it's it's absolutely amazing. Um you know, it's it, right now they're playing on a level that um, bring it on, bring it on. Now, next week's going to be a really tough game, but um, and there's some trap games here. They're going to be up against Cincinnati. No, no, in no, a few no, weeks. no, no, don't, don't, don't get in the schedule yet. Don't even start. Okay. Yeah, right, it's right. way too, way too far, way too far away from that. But look, Purdy's got the highest passer rating through ten starts in NFL history. Last night was Dallas's most lopsided defeat. In a decade, you got to go back to 2013 to see the Dallas Cowboys get clocked like that. And again, I don't want to start projecting 49ers future here. What do you project for Dak Prescott's future? Larry, he might be done after this year in Dallas. If the point is we got to win Super Bowls over here, I think Brock uh, or Dak Prescott last night proved implicitly against a real nasty defense. He's not the guy who's going to do it. Uh, that was... That was on McCarthy. That was on Dak. That was on a lot of Cowboys. They thought that they went in to that game ready for a fight. They got popped in the nose and they balled up and died. I couldn't believe the way they tucked their tails in between their legs and jogged into the locker room with about 25 seconds on third down remaining in the first half. They just said, we're good. We're going to go and talk about this before we run another play. That's how poorly this is going for us. Well, and, and to me, I mean... Yes, the head coach and the quarterback take the blame. But let's let's call this for what it was. This was awesome offense by the 49ers. The Cowboys have a defense that allowed a league low 10.3 points per game through the first month of the year. They gave up 21 points through the first six possessions of the game. You know, they have a defense that allowed two touchdown passes in the first four games. They watched Brock Purdy throw four. They have a defense that recorded 14 sacks in four games. They sacked Brock Purdy one time. You know, I mean, um, their run D got gashed for 170 and two touchdowns on 41 carries. So, you know, Dak said it afterwards at the podium. He says, I man, didn't see it coming. This is his exact quote. Put everything into it, got punched in the mouth. 
called it a couple weeks ago, humbling against Arizona, but this may be the most humbling I've ever been a part of. Felt good about the preparation, felt good about everything, honestly, coming into this game, matchups, and they beat us in every aspect. So the, 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 my favorite quote from the Niners side of things, Damon, came from Diamador Lenore. He was asked this question. Do you think this puts you guys at the very top of the NFL as a team right now? And he said, for sh- and a lot of guys are humble, but uh, corners typically aren't. He said, for sure, when you look at that game and look at other teams, it's not even close. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's not close. Wow. You know, look, I, I watched a very impressive, very physical, awfully nasty and angry Philadelphia Eagles team yesterday down in Los Angeles where they were in a, a dogfight there with the with the Rams until they took it over with his dominant of fourth quarter and his physical of fourth quarter, as you'll see anybody put on tape. But I really do believe that when we talk about the best teams in football, we're not just talking about Philadelphia and San Francisco as the best in the NFC. Those might be the best two teams in all football right now. You know, the the Kansas City Chiefs just aren't who they used to be. The Buffalo Bills are not the team that was promised. The Miami Dolphins, very interesting. They generate a lot of yards. Let's see what they become. But there's, I'm still not ready to confer best team in football status to them. Um, this, is, this is a rousing start. And every game continues to give us data points that are so overwhelmingly in the odds of the 49ers being a very safe bet for the best team in football this year that, Again, if you're a 49er fan, you've been waiting years for this. And and Larry, as you said, you didn't think something like this, this dominant could come back around. Here it is. Here it is. The 49ers generated nine first down last first downs last night, forced a fumble, sacked Dak Prescott twice, had scored 14 points, survived their own goal line fumble before the 49ers, or excuse me, before the Cowboys had even had a first down. It's unbelievable. I mean, the the Cowboys came out last night and went three and out on their first four possessions of the game. They had no shot to get anything going. And meanwhile, the only thing that really kept the Cowboys in that game conceptually, because they were conceptually in the game, as long as the scoreboard says it's close, you're conceptually in that game. The 49ers did more to keep that game close by not finishing off some of their drives early on than the Cowboys did. It was an incredible performance on both sides of the ball. Think about this way. With Prescott in at quarterback last night, they had 11 possessions. Nine of the 11 lasted three plays or less. Wow. Nine. nine. So they had no momentum offensively, and they they had no way to stop Kyle Shanahan. Um, And I'll say this, Kyle Shanahan, to me, Damon, the biggest revelation of the day, and I think you're going to see lots of articles about this uh, coming out in the next, if they're not already out, they'll be out in the next day or two. Kyle Shanahan basically kept calling passing. I mean, he could have called a lot more passing plays. They ran the ball 40 times. The Niners had 41 runs and 25 passes. Purdy was 17 of 24. Darnold, one of one. 25 passes, 41 runs. When he talked about it in the postgame, he 
you know, almost made it seem like he 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 could have called a lot more passes. This is a guy that in their Super Bowl run with Jimmy Garoppolo literally took the ball out of his hands because he didn't trust him and did nothing but run it against Green Bay and Minnesota in that last run to the Super Bowl because he didn't trust Jimmy. Now he's got a quarterback that he trusts. He's got weapons that are primed for career years. He's got a vicious defense that added Javon Hargrave. Um, you know, I mean, that they're, they're, they're a complete football team right now. They're an absolute complete football team. They got a punter that's downing you, pinning you inside your own 10-yard line. They got a kicker who can make a field goal from 60 yards out. They got veteran return people. They got veteran coaches. Um, this team's primed. They're absolutely primed. I, I thought last night, one of the major revelations of the game is that Jordan Mason is all grown up and ready to deliver and looks like a poor man's Marshawn Lynch and should be utilized. I know Elijah Mitchell has been a favorite. Uh, he was hurt, couldn't go. Sometimes you get Wally pipped and Jordan Mason, you know, looked, I, I, and I said it in the pregame to low Neil. I said, low, um, after watching James Connor, you know, a 230-pound back run through this Cowboy defense. I want to see Jordan Mason tonight because I think he can do a lot of the same things. Boom, 10 carries for Jordan Mason, 69 yards, 6.9 a carry, 26-yard. His 26-yard touchdown run had some had one amazing cut and some incredible juice. And we're talking about a guy who hasn't even seen the field. And it's it's uh it's the ninth of October and they're just dusting this guy off. So I mean they're this is a hell of a football team. I'll say this. I walked into that locker room. Ronnie Bell, no catches. Ronnie Bell's very, very good. Tay Martin is a hell of a receiver. Wasn't even active. So I mean they're they've got a level of depth that other teams just don't have. And to me, this goes right back to John Lynch. Because John Lynch and Adam Peters and Kyle Shanahan have figured out the cap situation, and they are playing it like a fiddle, and and they nobody else in the league is doing this with the regularity. The Niners are getting great individual players in free agency. Last year, Mooney Ward. This year, Javon Hargrave. They're letting the rank and file free agent leave. They're taking back draft picks in the draft pick compensation program. They're turning them into younger players. They're drafting well on day three and picking up guys after the draft. The net result, Damon, is they've got great chemistry, a bevy of superstars, and the depth that's that's the envy of the league. And when you when you're there, personnel wise, it's it's um, it's get those rings sized up time. I mean, Larry, it's like they're they're there. They're five and zero. Oh coming off their most dominant win, maybe of the Kyle Shanahan era, if you want to consider reputation of opponent before stepping on the field. And they haven't even played Randy Gregory yet. They got Randy Gregory and bubble wrap, who we're going to see for the right. first time in Cleveland. So they're Amazing. technically 
playing better than they ever have in the Shanahan era, and they're going to get a pretty good player to even buoy the depth that you're already talking about is is a level of overwhelming rarely seen around football. Good morning. Welcome to 49ers Wake Up. Damon Bruce, Larry Kruger. It is the show that is sweeping the entire nation coming out of the Bay Area. We have you on lock every single day after the 49ers play. Be here at 8 a.m. Larry and I go for hours talking about what happened And, oh, yeah, there it is. You read my mind, Kruger. Use that QR code, scan it right now, download the Palmetto app, and use promo code DBLK15 for 15% off a one-time purchase at Palmetto Superfoods. Now get yourself an acai bowl. Are you ready? This is what it looks like. It is absolutely delicious uh charles wanted to get one of these over to you he's got to open up his walnut creek store before that's easy to do larry but palmetto superfoods is growing around the entire bay area if you like something healthy delicious refreshing great way to start your day great way to end your night it's like breakfast it's like dessert and you're surrounded by Hot women in yoga pants i mean you can't go wrong at palmetto superfoods try the acai bowl the I like the coconut. I love the dragon fruit. This is the acai part of it all. A lot of good, crunchy, healthy granola, blueberry, strawberry, banana, no nonsense sugar sweetening of this. It's au natural. It's actually vegan. Larry, we are advertising something that is vegan. I can't believe it. Well, I mean, and let's go further than that. Damon and Larry, we are changing your life because you get in line at a Palmetto Superfoods. You're not only going to have something delicious and healthy, you're going to meet your your future wife. There are going to be Palmetto Super Couples coming out of this show <laughs> i i guarantee you where there are going to be palmetto super babies someday that are going to be born because of this show and this promo code that will literally have this promo code stamped to their forehead dblk 15 15 off i was i can already hear it now i was i was walking endlessly and aimlessly through life and then i suddenly fell into damon and larry in the in the uh, Palmetto Superfoods 49er wake up and then I went and tried it and she was there and I met my wife and now together we take our 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 child to the to to Palmetto Superfoods and and have acai bowls every Saturday and it's in and my life has changed I got a new job I've now I'm, I'm now living in Pacific Heights right we have, we have two kids we have two children my son's name's Damon my daughter's name is Larry we <laughs> named them both after you you guys have changed our lives forever so uh, wait a second yeah. wait a second oh wait oh I had it up there hold on a second put that away for just a second I we went home oh where is it oh there was it was one in here there was a Damon Bruce what happened to our frame what what happened? What happened to our frame? I'll get. I'll get. I'll get. Oh, is this? We we have here we, we have a. Do we have a visual gag coming up here? Well, no. Yeah, we have a uh, a visual uh, gag. Here is it. Uh, this is high is production. It? This is high production value. Everyone. Oh, uh, somebody. Kyle Shanahan's going to watch this game footage, and he's going to. Somebody be dropped an old. You know, there was the oy oy oy. Oh well, we got those over here. Oy oy oy. Yeah, but the, somebody had a pound it, pound it, pound it in here. I was gonna, I was gonna put up there. Oh, well, here we go. Know. Here we go. Look at this, Steve P. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. <laughs> no, we got it. We we got all the old tricks over here, Larry. I wasn't. My life was poundless until I went to Palmetto Superfoods 
got an acai bowl, met my wife, and once again, Damon went home. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. <laughs> what was that from, by the way? Annie, baby. This woman who used to call in a sports phone, call me late at night. You could hear, <laughs> you could hear, you could hear the the ice cubes clinking in her cocktail. You could hear her pulling off, a, you know, a a a filter free <laughs> Paul Mall. Just got Damon. I want to talk about the Giants and ah, Jack Tashner. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, these were good times. They really, really were. Uh, if you are a 49er fan, you are having a, a great time. You know, it's, I feel like it's part of our duty, Larry, to sometimes pull back the reins of enthusiasm. You know, whoa there, slow down just a little bit. Not pump today. the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's really no reason to pump any brakes at all about this 49ers team and what is continuing the theme that is just the most important theme of the year here, Larry. They played another game. They're through five weeks of football. Not a bump, not a bruise. I mean, I'm sure guys are going to be a nice tub today. That's what happens after every football game. No major injuries, Larry. Nothing to talk about. No time away from the team recovering for anyone so far. And I wonder how many teams in football are injury three Injury-free through five weeks because yeah, the Niners no. are essentially living that existence right now. No doubt. No doubt. And and more than anything, um, you know, they're at a point now where I think, you know, they're firmly inside their Super Bowl window. You just mentioned they're adding Randy Gregory, but Randy Gregory will be added, but, no, but the Niners still have $41 million of cap room and a bevy of draft choices. Now it's about targeting the one player that gets you over the top. If you're John Lynch, the one thing about this, like nobody ever, you notice when the Niners talk about their Super Bowls, Damon, nobody ever says, yeah, but that team in 94 was unfair. They had Dion and they had Dent and they had Ricky Jackson and they had a Plummer and Norton. No, they just say it's a Super Bowl. Nobody, do you think anybody walks around saying, yeah, the Warriors with KD, but that was unfair. No, nobody cares. Well, nobody actually, that was like the first time in, in, in sports history where this is unfair, don't allow it, really did come into play in a national conversation. It was weird, but I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I do. I really Nobody's going to remember down the road if you load it up. They're only going to remember if you fall short. So if you're John Lynch, you still got $41 million. You still have a whole slew of draft choices. Denver, according to Adam Schefter, is willing to move every and any defensive player to reset their their deal um, next year. Patrick Sertan, go get him. Go get a true number one corner. Look at the teams you're going against at, at the next level. Kansas City. Kansas City, I think, is likely to add a wide receiver. Um, if Eagles have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Uh, Miami have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, and they just added uh, Chase uh, Claypool, and and he'll probably play better there. Uh, Buffalo's probably going to wind up adding a receiver, maybe a Mike Evans, to go with Stephon Diggs, to go with Gabe Davis. to go. By the with way, them. you can take your uh, Jonathan Taylor cocaine-fueled pipe dream off the table. He, he's, yeah. he's not coming. 
Well, which, you know, that's great news because my whole thought on Jonathan Taylor wasn't really get him, get him for the, for the Niners. It was get him, get him to keep him away from Miami, right. Dallas, Philly, Kansas City. So now that he re-signed in Indy, Indy, all the better. But I'm just saying, if you're John Lynch, if you're looking up, we are exactly, today is the 9th of October. On the 31st of October in the middle of the day is the NFL trade deadline. Now start dreaming the dream. What is out there? Who is out there? that gets you over the top. You're not going to probably be able to acquire a tackle. The Niner offensive line played really, really well against a phenomenal front last night. So maybe they don't even, the need is not even at tackle. Yeah, I don't even know how much you need it, Larry. I mean, yeah. McKivitz is absolutely holding his own. He is a lateral move, if not an upgrade from McGlinchey. It's like McGlinchey's there. It's and, maybe and, and, maybe and, it's and another. McGlinchey wasn't nearly as bad as everyone tried to make him out to be. Right. And this guy's and McKivitz is a is a really trusted guy in the room. They believe in McKivitz, and I don't know that you can upgrade tackle. But like Randy Gregory's great, but um, if you can get one more edge rusher, maybe you do it. You know, watching Dre Greenlaw and and um, Fred Warner, if you could get one more really hard hitter on your defense anywhere, maybe you do it. Um, if you can get a shutdown corner, maybe you do it. I'll, t- I'll give you another one. Um, you know, if you could get Kyle Pitts out of Atlanta and you could have you could get a, a another weapon that adds to this offense, maybe you do it. There's nothing that says that you have to win the Super Bowl by the skin of your teeth. It's okay to blow people out and to I mean the, when the Niners got their last ring, what was the final in the Super Bowl? It was like 49 to 26 or something like that. Uh, when was what was the, the last two Super Bowls that the Niners have won have been massive one-sided blowouts where they were the best team at the anthem? There ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And and um, I, you know, if I was them, they're in that neighborhood now. Lynch knows it. Kyle knows it. The players know it. Um, well, it's harder. Me, it, I, and- I'd say it's one more corner. If you could add one more dominant corner. I think you could sit there and be like, "Good night." Nobody's t- touching this team. And if you, I were them, you're, I would you're ready it. to record the Super Bowl shuffle in November. They yes. add one more corner. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know, I, I was saying how they were injury free. It did slip my mind that Aaron Banks did go down. Did he return to that game? Did you see him around the locker room? Do you have any information on Aaron Banks for us, Larry? Um, no, other than it, it, I thought it was a concussion, but it wasn't a concussion. It was something else. I'll have to look it up, but Feliciano finished the game. Okay. Um, they took Aaron, Aaron's helmet away from him. So I'm not sure exactly what the injury is. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, it was also a point in the game where you can make that choice a lot easier because the game was in hand. So, yeah. And he's playing at a really, really high level. He's been fantastic. He's been fantastic. So hopefully everything is okay with Aaron Banks. And then, as I was saying, my proclamation of overall team health will be all right. Um, But that was uh, an overwhelming, decisive four quarters of football. And and that's the thing. You know, this is why the the reason why the NFL should be a little scary this morning. It's a a bicep. It's a bicep injury. Okay. Um, Okay, so okay, so uh, Nick Wagner from ESPN, good guy, covers the Niners. Said the 49ers didn't have a diagnosis, a diagnosis on the extent of Aaron Banks' bicep injury, but Kyle Shanahan said they were fortunate that the injury was up higher in the bicep 
as the lower can can sometimes be a season ending. So they don't think it was a bicep tear. It was more of a bicep strain. Um, but yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, good. Ho- hopefully it's just the kind of thing would, you know, if he needs a week off, give him what he needs. Feliciano is a, is a fine backup guard for a week or two. He is. I, I, I like Feliciano in, in, a, in a backup role, but Aaron Banks has really proven himself. Again, they need to this. apply some patience to some of these players to develop, especially on the big boy beefy lines that you have. Uh, look, not everyone. Look at this. Look yeah, at this. Look at this. Look at this by Aaron Banks. Yeah. Well, they didn't throw a rock. Shot. Well, they didn't throw a rock. Well, they didn't throw a rock. Here's the thing, Larry. That basically is that basically is the that that if you didn't see Niners Cowboys and you just went, hey, how did Niners Cowboys go last night? Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. And you know what, I, Larry? I don't I don't mind nasty offensive linemen. I don't. I, no. I, I as a matter of fact, I prefer them in that flavor. So uh, it, the the fact that the 49ers are five and zero. Oh, and we've seen at least two offensive linemen throw open-handed or closed fist punches to their opponent, and neither has drawn a penalty so far this year. So keep it up, boys. Uh, it, it Very, very impressive. Very impressive. We don't know if it's a torn bicep, so everyone can uh, stop typing torn bicep into the chat. We don't know that. So we'll we'll find out. But this is a, a, a phenomenal start. And look, Larry, as I told you last night when I came on your postgame show, I'm, I'm not here to take shots at anyone who has taken a position on Brock Purdy that Brock Purdy is proving not just wrong, but completely untethered to the reality that you were trying to present. I, I will say this, though. It takes no talent at all to doubt Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy... Everything we knew about the guy coming into this league officially gives you the green light to doubt him. How many Iowa State quarterbacks selected last in the draft have ever gone on to make a practice squad, much less turn into a guy who can lead you to a Super Bowl? It's easy. You are correctly set up to doubt Brock Purdy. It's the right investment to make at the beginning of his career. But at some point, you've got to admit that all the questions you say every quarterback needs to answer before you can start trusting them. This guy is answering those list of questions and he's doing it in overwhelming, wildly accurate fashion. So what you thought of Purdy, what you were right to be suspicious of has been so turned upside down and on its head that we now need to not discuss Brock Purdy in the terms of, isn't this a good story? Brock Purdy's on his way to joining the 10 best quarterbacks in this league conversation, which is pretty good considering that podcaster for the ringer had him 26th best quarterback in football the other week or whatever that was. I love that guy's line. This guy Ruiz comes out and is like, and if I'm wrong, I'll quit covering football. It sounds like you already have, bro. Joe Montana started two and six. Steve Young was not good in his 20s. Really wasn't good until he was 30. This guy stepped off the bench in December, losing to the Dolphins, and has not looked back. He has not had the dog meat game. They're scoring under Brock Purdy, they're scoring over 30 a game. 
they're undefeated outside of the Philly game where he got knocked out. And how important is Brock Purdy? As soon as he got knocked out, they were cooked in that Philly game. They couldn't even get a snap goal. They couldn't even get a play call. They they started wasting timeouts. They couldn't get a snap, you know, done. I mean, it was amazing. The guy is on another level. And it's it's like, I don't think I'm the best personnel guy ever. But, man, the first time I saw this guy in camp, I thought, what? Well, I so I remember what? you. I remember you calling me, and it was you know we had other hosts around the Bay Area walking out of I don't know maybe the first training camp that they'd ever been to, going like, "Oh my God, Trey Lance is the future!" Oh, but you've never seen anything. And and I I talked to you on that day, and you're like, "Dude, this Brock Purdy guy is pretty good." You're like, "I'm excited about Brock," and then you heard Kyle start saying things like, "I'm." I'm more I'm as I'm more excited about Brock Purdy than I've ever been about a third string guy in my career. Like you Shanahan would say that. And I'll and tell then, you where, where my revelation came. Um, because I, I really believed going into minicamp that they had somebody special. Then in minicamp, he's dominating every drill, looks just absolutely perfect. Looks like you know what it looked like? It looked like everybody's taking a class, and then this is like some grad student who's there who's like already taken the class three times and is just there, kind of. So he does literally everything right. That's what it looked like watching Brock Purdy in minicamp. Then he carries it over to training camp, but I'm still like, okay, I'm gonna wait till I see the first preseason game. First preseason game, this guy's working the play clock to one in the fourth quarter showing a level of awareness that rookie quarterbacks playing in their first preseason game never show. And I went up to Tim Ryan afterwards, um, like a day or two later, and he, I'm like, dude, Brock Purdy. And he's like, did you see that? And we both knew exactly what the other was talking about. And we were both talking about how he worked the play clock down to nothing. And 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 he's like, he's, we started talking about it. At that point, I was like, oh, man. You know, this guy is is really something. Then he sits, does not play. This is he played in August, didn't play in September or October or November. Now it's the second week in December. He, this guy has not played in three and a half months. They're losing to the Dolphins. He comes off the bench. The Dolphins brought the house, man. You know, it was like. Van Ginkle and all these guys. It was just like absolute jailbreak on the quarterback. And he's throwing blind look passes in the middle of the field to George Kittle and completing them. And the Niners won by like 23 and they haven't looked back since. And it's like the fact that here we are, it's a year plus later almost, or, you know, since he, since I saw him that Pete, that there are still people like, I don't know. Yeah, that is nothing truer has ever been stated. You're right. You don't know. Because if you don't know now, you're never going to know. You know, I mean, seriously, this guy is legit. I had people on my streams in the last week saying that he wasn't as good as Dak, that he wasn't as good as, as Ryan Tannehill, that, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, you, 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 you're losing your football credibility card well, if you're saying that this guy's not any good. I think the problem, Larry, is we have so many people in the conversation who never had that card to begin with. You can't lose something you never had. So it's good to have you here on 49ers Wake Up. Uh, here is my 
football credibility card. It looks like an acai bowl from Palmetto <laughs> Superfoods. Larry's got the same card in his back pocket. We'll tell you more about that with the promo code DBLK15. Scan that puppy and use that promo code for 15% off Palmetto Superfoods. Welcome to 49ers. Wake up again. Bonafides, we got them over here. We've been covering this league for the better part of... Larry, we got nearly 40 combined years covering the 49ers together. So we've seen a lot. And we've seen a lot of bad to know the difference between good and bad. You've had people starting to cover this team during the run that is now the tied for the longest winning streak in franchise history. And all they were was filled with anxiety and panic during this entire run. Like you don't know what you're doing because you've never been here before. So it's good to have you here with us. Thank you for choosing us. More people continue to choose Damon and Larry for their day after 49er programming than any other duo in the Bay Area, radio, YouTube. Otherwise, it's great to have you here. It really is. How about this for a duo of stats? Again, through the first 10 starts of a career, Brock Purdy's got the highest passer rating in NFL history. He's got the second best completion percentage through 10 games in NFL history. Now, the other two guys in terms of completion percentage, are Chad Pennington, who was good. You know, he was Chad Pennington was a good quarterback. And Mac he was Jones, good coming out of Marshall. He got hurt. And Mac Jones, who is playing himself out of the NFL right now with the New England Patriots. So they went one for forth. 14, Mac Jones did yesterday on third down. Uh, one for 14. In terms of passer rating, the company that he keeps, the guys that are just behind him, are Rob Johnson, who was getting spot starts in between two teams. So it's not like Rob Johnson got 10 starts in a row. Rob Johnson with Buffalo and Jacksonville started with that kind of a passer rating. The other guy is Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, Brock Purdy is doing things that are very, very special. Uh, in 10 career starts, he is 183 for 260 passing. For 2,369 uh, yards with 20 touchdowns and only four interceptions. None of those four interceptions thrown this season, by the way. He is interceptionless. Again, we're not going to go back to who counted training camp interceptions out loud like they were, they were on Sesame Street. One interception, two interceptions, three interceptions. We're, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But that was done. And look at where we are. Know, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing, Damon. And and, and I had a list of, of uh, you know, I had Brock Purdy listed as the eighth best quarterback in football, behind only Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and that's it. And now I don't know that I like if they if they traded uh, Brock Purdy right now. For, for, for Justin Herbert, I don't, I don't know that I'm doing cartwheels over that. Um, I love Trevor Lawrence's talent, but I don't know that I'm doing cartwheels if all of a sudden he's here instead. Um, I love Joe Burrow, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is Jay, if if the Niners traded Brock Purdy tomorrow for Jalen Hurts, would 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 it be universal that they are better? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
you you can't get better than unbeaten, and both those guys are right now. You know, but I mean, so, like Mahomes way, and Josh Hurts, Allen, I, Hurts, I think Jalen Hurts is a monster. He yeah, is. Philadelphia really is a monster. Uh, but that's who would you rather have? How about this? Would you rather in, have Brock than Lamar? Would you rather have Lamar than Brock? In Kyle Shanahan's offense, I'd rather have Brock Purdy. I'd rather have Brock Purdy than the other guys whose talent might take them off schedule. Brock remains on schedule. One of the most interesting things that I've seen this past week, Larry, do you know, remember the name Trent Bankert? Kurt Bankert. Uh, Kurt, yeah, excuse me, Kurt Bankert. So you yeah. more than remember the name. You got it right. I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, he was on. He was an Illinois quarterback who was on the Niner practice squad last year. He started one game for the Green Bay Packers. He kicked around a few other practice squads. He is now basically out of football. He's a normal guy who was close, closer to an NFL career than most normal guys are allowed to get. He broke down Brock Purdy and basically said, we are looking at a person who is the human representation of a footwork clinic. Like Brock Purdy puts on a footwork clinic out there and just from his feet up, he did a five-minute breakdown of Brock Purdy, didn't talk about his arm not once, just was look at the feet, look at the feet, look at the way he controls his feet. And Kurt Bankert is the kind of guy who has been harder coached than someone like Trevor Lawrence or Patrick Mahomes, who has just so much raw God-given ability that concentrating on their fundamentals was never the key to unlocking their potential. The key to unlocking potential in Brock Purdy is the controllables, those fundamentals that you just stay grounded in. And Purdy is a clinic of football fundamentals from the position of quarterback. And if that means he's a system, he's a system quarterback, that's cool. Larry, you know what you and I are? We're system broadcasters. <laughs> we're system broadcasters. Right. Uh, you know, whatever system we're in, we we, we, we try to fit that system. Um, I, I do things a little differently here on YouTube than I did on radio, but this is the system that I'm in now. So I'm trying to run the system as effectively as I can. Why is that counted as a demerit? I don't understand. Right. I, I don't understand why a guy fitting a team perfectly is seen through the prism of a negativity. What I don't get it. There's a lot of shit about modern media I don't get. There's a lot of things about modern media that I don't like. You want to tell me what the... Sh here, here is the biggest schmuck parade in the world, and this is why sports media is dying and why guys like you and I on YouTube, we might be lesser known than Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, but what we say is so much more valuable than those fucking posers because today... The number one topic on Undisputed is watch Richard Sherman dominate Skip Bayless, who is wrong about the Cowboys. The number one topic on first take today. Wow. Watch, watch, watch how Stephen A. Smith wears a cowboy hat and cackles because the Cowboys lose again. The point isn't about how these douchebags are reacting to this game. The point is the game. I you should know. be reacting to what the 49ers did to the Cowboys, not how a host reacts to it. Oh, watch Skip be wrong. Well, and and, and their, wrong their, premise, their premise is wrong. If your premise is wrong, by definition, your conclusion is wrong. Dallas did not lose the game last night. The 49ers won it. Uh, Dak did not gack away the game. Brock Purdy took it. 
that you know um here's one this is what you're going to hear san bruno mike nothing against san bruno mike but he says brock purdy's operating with a cheat code because he is a super bowl ready team by the time he's ready to take the helm no other hall of fame quarterback had that advantage okay but i mean they've done nothing but win games Right. I mean, I I'll mean, agree with Sam Bruno Mike there. This is a unique situation to be dropped into. It really is. But but let's let's just say it loudly for the people in the back. When Brock Purdy took over the starting quarterback job from Jimmy Garoppolo, all other quarterbacks other than Garoppolo under Kyle Shanahan, with the you know, largely a championship worthy club. We're nine and twenty-nine. Nine and twenty-nine is what non-Jimmy um, Garoppolo quarterbacks were under Kyle Shanahan until Brock Purdy hit the scene. Nine and twenty-nine. So don't tell me that anybody could do this. Don't tell me that he's just a product of this system. Don't tell me that you know if you could, they throw Sam Darnold out there. Sam Darnold would be doing just as well. No, 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 and no. Um, this if anybody guy could do this. Trey Lance would have done it right. This guy, the ball comes out on time. Now, the one thing about Brock that is spectacular is that all of the traits that you can't see are all he's at the top of the scale, the absolute top of the scale. You can't see heart. Guys got tremendous heart. You can't see competitiveness. Guys got tremendous competitiveness. You can't really see intelligence. The guy between the ears is really, really smart. Um, there was a thing about Joe Montana the other day where Montana was talking about how Walsh um, had, like, you know, formations for all these different plays, and he and there were, like, three reads off every formation, and he might have, like, five formations for the same play, and that he would get the play and then the formation, like, right at the same time, and he would have to figure out his three reads for each play I mean, the memorization and the number of variables that Joe had to crunch. Joe went to Notre Dame. Joe was smart as hell. He might not have been book smart, but he was football savant genius smart. And that's where Brock Brock Purdy is. Brock Purdy is incredibly smart, incredibly competitive, has incredible heart and and fire. And so you can't see any of those traits. And the thing is, the seeable so people traits. missed on those. The seeable traits, Larry, the things that we do see are so overvalued over the unseeable traits that a guy like Brock Purdy is then put in a situation because he isn't this physical raw specimen that he gets coached a little harder, he studies a little harder. Um, he went to a school that had less talent around him than other schools provide their quarterbacks, and he made the Iowa State Cyclones sing. They haven't sung since he left. Same system, right. different people. They went 1-8 and eight in conference the year after he was there. And... You know, they they said, well, maybe Brock's best year was that that sophomore year in college. And he came back for a junior year that was a little lesser of, and then he played well in a senior year, but didn't have the explosive numbers. That's Iowa State letting him down around. He did everything he could to make them great. They did everything they could to hold him back, just based on who they are in the Big Twelve. I'll but say quarter, this. quarterbacks I, uh, who are developed in that crucible know yeah. more than guys who were at uh, everything comes easy university. And that's why you're looking at 
you know, Brock Purdy take to the NFL almost easier and acclimate faster than Justin Fields. I will say C.J. Stroud's pretty damn impressive coming out of uh, in his rookie year. Um, Very impressive. But, I mean, to me, there's a lot of Steph Curry here. You know, Steph Curry was a great player at Davidson. They went to the tournament. They won games in the tournament. Everybody knew that Steph was a great shooter, but they didn't know that he had that kind of toughness. Right. The rest they didn't know it. he didn't have that kind of competitive fire. They didn't know he had that kind of work ethic. They didn't know he had that kind of heart. They didn't know what he, how he was wired. They didn't realize who Steph Curry truly was. And now we know. And now it's like you look at him and you don't think, oh, well, he's just a smiley face guy, medium height, medium athleticism. No, he's Steph Curry. He's 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 a superstar. Um, and I, all I got to say is if Brock Purdy is going to fall back, wouldn't it have already happened by now? If he really was going to fall on his face, I'm not saying that he's well, going to be the one quarterback. Again? How about this? Forget about the I'm not saying he's going run. undefeated. He's going to lose a game. Maybe he'll be next week against the Browns, and maybe he'll throw some picks. But I'm just saying, if he was going to be this, like, you know what, this guy ain't the guy, don't you think we would know by now? The Dallas Cowboys came into that game last night with the number one rated defense in football. If there was a defense that was just on paper going to trip Brock up, it was going to be last night's. Look at what he did. Has a number one defense in football coming into a game ever laid down to die quite like that? That was, you don't do that against good defenses. You don't make it look as easy as the 49ers did. And again, the Niners did more to keep their own score down early in that game than the Dallas Cowboys did with a couple of stalled drives. So um, it was wildly impressive last night. The recipe that Kyle wants out of his quarterback is being cooked up game by game by Brock Purdy. And I'll tell you, maybe more than any other coach in football, Larry Kyle is attacking the middle of the field. And that's what he wants. He, that's what he wants. That's where his offense pops. It pops in the middle of the field. Purdy does an incredible job executing in the middle of the field, the crossers, the seams. And he does have the arm talent to get it up the sidelines when he needs to. But he is so good in that mid-range, middle of the field. And that's where Kyle gets guys running wide open off of rub plays. That's where Brandon Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle are at their most dangerous. So he feels like he's been built to run the system that Kyle wants. And getting back to your original question, would you trade Brock Purdy for Jalen Hurts? Not for this system. I wouldn't another team maybe, but this system, I really do think Kyle has found the chef who knows how to cook on his stovetop just the way Kyle wants him to cook. So the same it, way Andy Reed found Mahomes, and suddenly Andy people, people forget Andy Reed. Nobody remembers these things. Andy Reed was chased out of Philadelphia despite a well above 500 record and nothing but success. And he was chased out of Philadelphia. Why? Because he couldn't win the big one. Couldn't win the big one. Wound up in Kansas City. Found Mahomes. Now has two. And probably will get a third at some point. Kyle Shanahan finally has his guy. I would encourage everybody. J.T. O'Sullivan was a marginal NFL quarterback. Played at UC Davis. Um, marginal NFL Really good content creator, though. 
maybe even not marginal. That might be doing marginal disrespect because he was not very good in the NFL. But his quarterback school um, evaluation was enthralling. I watched it last week on Brock Purdy. Some of the adjectives that he used to describe Brock Purdy, efficient, surgical, precise, aggressive, athletic, making full field reads, excellent accuracy, great precision and timing, um, and then throw, throws with anticipation. You know, he took he took some left-handed drops where he dropped back to pass. He looked like Steve Young and then flipped the hips and confused everybody. All of a sudden, here, here's the ball coming out 30 yards down the field to to Brock Purdy or to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, Dan Orlovsky, who's one of the few guys at ESPN that I actually kind of do like a little bit, Orlovsky in the lead-up to this Niner-Cowboy game showed how Shanahan – so expertly stretches you vertically and horizontally by his play calls and the pressure that he puts on you. So now you got a quarterback with a great play caller with a bevy of top-tier weapons. The other thing that really stood out this summer that has nothing to do with Brock Purdy is that Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk all showed up this summer looking like they were just hell-bent on having their career year. They're all in the greatest shape of their career. Those three guys. And those three guys, with Purdy pulling the strings and Kyle calling the plays, are making the 49ers what they are right now offensively. Ayuk's having a career year. Every ball that was thrown to him this summer, he caught. Every ball. Debo's in the best shape of his life. CMC in the minicamp, Damon, looked like Jerry Rice as far as he was playing at a different speed than everybody else and just daring the entire team to to match his intensity and his effort. So those three weapons are taking it to another level. And then the personnel department discovered a Ronnie Bell, and there's Braden Willis that nobody's talking about yet. They will. There's George Kittle. There's Husechek. And then there's a whole defense that added Javon Hargrave so I mean, the, the, the it's not all Purdy. I I will I think I'll gladly say that, and and I would freely admit that. But what is really is all Purdy is the key components of Kyle's game are bootleg, shotgun, or a bootleg play action, and and he and and the quick game, and nobody, and I'm talking about nobody in the league can get the ball out quickly, accurately on time and neutralize a dangerous rush like Brock Purdy can right now. His footwork on the short game, on the on the bootleg game, on the play action game from under center is flawless. And you and the this is an area where one false step changes everything about the play. He doesn't make that false step. His footwork is spectacular.